Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. France was our first ally, first country to fly the American flag after our revolution. And Frank hosted the first diplomatic post before, more than anything else, France has been our first friend. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu Does America. StuDoesMerch.com is the place to go to get your Christmas presents. Yes, use the code Stu20 for 20% off everything right now, and you can help us win the Blaze Media Merch War. We always win the war. We win the battles. We usually lose the war. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video that you're watching right now, click follow, click the bell, do all the things. There's a hit job on a conservative organization here in Texas by the New York Times, and we will have uh, Jason Isaac here from that organization to tell us about how much they got right and how much they got wrong. The Power Hour news uh, is going to keep coming. It's this Friday, by the way. Don't miss a new announcement. We're going to announce the panel here in just a little bit. But we start by doing compelled speech. Yes, the Supreme Court is at it again. The evil Supreme Court. Did you know they took away a right, the right to privacy? or something. And that all happened last time. Now they're back at it again. And this time they're going to try to take away the constitutional fundamental right of gay people to be able to get websites of their weddings or something. I, do people get websites for their weddings? Is this a thing? I, I mean, maybe I got married too early. Is this something that happens a lot? Do you go to people and go, would you please design a website for me and my wedding? Is that, is this common? Do we know? I don't know. Someone check on that. Leave it in the comments below. I would love to know because I've I've never I've been to a bunch of weddings, never visited a wedding website. So if you made one and I came to your wedding, I didn't know you made one. Um, U.S. Supreme Court leans towards a a web designer with the anti-gay marriage stance. Now, this is a woman who uh, designs websites, apparently occasionally does them for weddings as well. And had someone come to her and say, hey, uh, we're we're going to have our wedding. Uh, it's a same sex marriage and we would like you to design a website for it. And she said, uh, you know what? That's actually against my religious values. I'd, I'd rather not do that. Oh, yeah. Well, then we're going to sue you and take it to the Supreme Court. Now, of course, the rational human being thing to do in this situation would be like, oh, yeah. Well, then I'm going to go to one of the other nine zillion web designers that will do the same thing. Or, you know what? Maybe I'll just put it on Facebook. Okay? They've already built the site for you. Just put it on Facebook if you really care about that. Can't you go on The Knot? Isn't that still a thing? I don't know. I don't know that's still a thing either. It's been a while since I've been married, in case anyone knows. Um, it's, it was an interesting case because... This battle has been going forth uh, for a while. We remember, of course, the Jack Phillips thing where he was like, hey, I don't want to make uh, cupcakes for your, your same-sex marriage. Sorry about that. And they said, oh, yeah? Well, then we're going to sue you, and we're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court, and then we're going to lose, which is what happened. Now, of course, the Supreme Court was a little bit more 
uh, you know, it was more of a 5-4 situation back then. You had uh, John Roberts doing his thing where he's like, you know what, I'm going to come, I'm going to come up with a ruling right in the middle that accomplishes almost nothing. Let's make it the most narrow ruling possible so that no one gets any satisfaction from it. So there's no sat- settling this at all, and we'll just keep going in the exact same situation. That's basically what happened last time, though uh, Jack Phillips was victorious in the lawsuit. So... Um, we go down this road, and now there's an, there's been a bunch of these since. There's been wedding photographers, wedding venues, typically around weddings because it's to do with gay marriage. But there's been all sorts of cases like this, and the law has been the line has been I think pretty clear to most people. You know, you can't you, you can't just say no to uh, you know a person coming in and buying something off the shelf. If you, basically, that's not allowed in the law. Uh, for, especially for you know fundamental things like you want to come in and you want to get a, an omelet at my diner, I can't say well you know I don't I don't want you to eat here because I don't agree with your lifestyle. That's not really how America operates. Um, now you can look at uh, you know the line and you can kind of try to figure out where that line is drawn, but that's not exactly what this case is about. There's been all sorts of weird things. People are trying to come up with all sorts of of, of bizarre scenarios. This happened actually during oral arguments where they try to try to find this line. But the line isn't exactly about religion this time. It's a little bit different. Let me play you a, a clip from the discussion with Samuel Alito uh, talking. This is kind of a funny moment, actually, talking about trying to come up with a, a situation where we can try to find what this line is. What can we uh, make people do? What can we not make people do? Uh, this is uh, this is Samuel Alito and a little appearance from Elena Kagan in the background. Unmarried Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his J-date dating profile. Uh, is it a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people? It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe Justice Kagan will also be familiar with the next website I'm going to mention. So next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his AshleyMadison.com <laughs> dating profile. I'm not suggesting that. I mean, she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting <laughs> Okay. Does he have to do it? Well, again, it would, it would, what Colorado looks, it depends. It, it, what Colorado looks to is what services the photographer makes available to the public. And if, if the photographer makes that service available to, to others taking pictures, uh, you know, for use on websites, then probably yes. Got it. So if, because everyone's going to focus on kind of a funny moment there between Alito and Kagan, who actually seem to be enjoying each other. Kagan, by the way, is by far the least offensive liberal juror on the, uh, on the court right now. Uh, she, I feel like there's a chance. Maybe we might even get a 7-2 ruling in the um, the court case on um, uh, student debt relief. I think maybe I, there's a chance. I think Kagan actually comes along on that one because she's not, well, she's not good. I would not put her on the bench. But again, she's not the worst one up there. Katanji Brown-Jackson and Sotomayor are far worse than Kagan. Anyway, that's a long, uh, sort of an aside here. The, the bottom line here is everyone f- focuses on the fact that he didn't really, uh, that Alito was like, hey, maybe, maybe Ms. Kagan over here has been on AshleyMadison.com a few times. That, that, that was kind of the funny moment. But Olson's answer here is important. Yes. Would it, would, if a Jewish, a person who of a devout Jewish faith who believes in the sanctity of marriage is asked as a photographer to take a picture for an AshleyMadison.com profile, his answer is yes, they have to do it. Now, this is the problem here. 
What we're talking about here is compelled speech, not even really religion. Religion is additional. We'll get to that here in a second. But compelled speech has always been a bright line with our Constitution. You can't force someone to say something. It's sort of a backdoor on, on freedom of speech. If you're allowed to say whatever you wish, no one can make you say something you don't want to say. You can't compel speech. There was a case recently, it was in California, where a religious organization who was against abortion and was helping doing family planning and stuff for people uh, had to, was asked to put up, because of a state law, a poster that said, by the way, while you're here, you should know you can also get an abortion. Here's how you get one. And they were like, well, we don't want to do that. Like our whole the whole point of our organization is that we don't agree with abortion. We want to try to save uh, people's lives from uh, being aborted. And uh, the courts came down and said, of course not. Of course you can't make them hang a poster. Hang a poster. You can't even make them hang a freaking poster because it goes against what they believe fundamentally. This is crucial. And if you think back of how important this is when it comes to religious freedom, when it comes to compelled speech, think of the, what's the most What's the craziest thing that's ever happened in this country? Let's broaden it to that level. The craziest thing that's ever happened in this country, I don't know, let's go with World War II, right? It didn't luckily happen all that much in this country, but we had to be involved in World War II and fight the freaking Nazis. So our entire civilization is at risk. We are at the level where who the heck knows whether the Nazis are going to take over the entire world and put everybody in internment camps and God only knows what's going to happen next. We're at that level. And when Quakers were like, you know, I just don't like war and I'm not, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have to say no. The court said, yeah, you know what? Even though it's the Nazis, even though our entire civilization is at risk right now, we're going to give it to the Quakers because, you know, religious freedom, really important. That's how serious this is. You cannot compel speech. You cannot trample someone's religious freedom. Of course, the left doesn't care about any of this. They want to do what they want to do at the time they want to do it. That's their constitution. That's the entire thing. Um, this is uh, some some dolt on uh, on uh, this is the Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser. He was on I think it was MSNBC. Anyway, he was blabbing and trying to get his brain to work through this particular case. Didn't work out well, but here's the clip. You talk about the slip, I'm shorting it, but it's the slippery slope argument, right? If this happens, then what's the next domino to fall? There are 29 states, including Colorado, that have non-discrimination laws. What is the impact, if the court sides with Smith, what is the impact for, you know, makeup artists, hairstyle, you know, people in this sort of, they consider themselves having expressive professions. What is the actual big implication here if this case doesn't go your way, as you see it? Well, first off, we're going to start having to figure out where to draw that line. If someone makes specialized lattes, do they have an expressive interest in saying, I'm sorry, I don't want to serve Mormons because I don't believe in the Mormon religion. That set of hypotheticals could become reality if we lose this case. That could become reality? Specialized latte abuse? No, please. I'm, I'm terrified by this scenario. By the way, don't Mormons don't even drink coffee, do they? Why, why would they be concerned about a specialized latte? Anyway, I don't know. None of this is, you know, of course, makes any sense. I don't know that special. What is a specialized latte? We will find out in Colorado very, very soon. The point here, of course, is you can't make an artist 
do something that they don't want to do. You can't make someone speak an opinion that they don't want to have, that they don't actually hold. You can't tell, the government can't tell you that two plus two is five. I guess they could tell it to you if they want to, but they can't make you say it. That, that was the horror of 1984, compelled speech. That was the horror of it. And here it is, they're trying to push it on people all the time. If you are doing an, you're in the middle of an artistic expression and you want to say, look, I'm not, I mean, think about this. Um, let's say Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> Kanye West opens up a new business and honestly, given his current career arc, this could be a real possibility. He opens up his own business where he's going to customize songs for events for you. So he's going to, here's a world famous Grammy winning uh, rapper. He is going to come on and he's going to work in Aunt Edna's name into a, a birthday song for you and you can pay him to do that. Now that's the service he's providing. Then let's just say a Jewish person comes to Kanye and says, hey Kanye, I want you to do a song for my bar mitzvah. Well, should Kanye have to do that? Kanye who has an abhorrent view about Jews. We would all agree that what he's saying about Jews is terrible. He's wrong. He's it's a bad guy for believing these things. Okay. Can we force him to say good things about Jews? Even, even to avoid the bad things he's saying now, can we force him to do that? Can the government come up with the power to force him to say good things about Jews in a, in a birthday song or a bar mitzvah song? The answer to that should be, and always has been, no. He doesn't have to write a song that disagrees with his fundamental beliefs. And that's not religious belief, although you, know, you could argue, I guess, with Kanye in some ways it is. But it's not a religious belief for Kanye. It might be a political belief. It, if you are someone who is against, uh, or if you're, you're someone who is for abortion, and someone comes to you and say, hey, can you write me a song about how, uh, how important it is to be pro-life and how it's you know, murder in the womb? I want you to call it murder in the womb. It's a beautiful, beautiful song, but that doesn't mean that artist has to record it because they don't believe it. They don't want their name on it. They don't want their name associated with it. They shouldn't need to. Whether they're right or wrong, whether the viewpoint is great or abhorrent, whether you like it or not, it's not part of this country's history, its foundations, its system, its, its constitution. It's just not there. And they're trying to make it into something, um, of course, they're also trying to make Corinne Jean-Pierre into something, something she's not, a spokesperson. Uh, here she is blabbing about this case and trying to work it out mentally. The administration believes that every person, no matter their Reading. sex, uh, race, Reading. religion, or who they love, Reading. should have the equal access to society, Reading. including access to products Reading. and services on the same terms Reading. as other members of Still public. Uh, look, Still the Department Reading. of Justice said uh, in its brief Still that Reading. for decades, non-discrimination public accom accommodations Still laws Reading. have coexisted with Still the First Reading. Amendment. Uh, courts have recognized that we can recognize that we can require still businesses open to public to she service people reading. regardless of their backgrounds, even when up. that means Looking businesses must incidentally um, uh, engage in speech which they are which they disagree upon. Still reading. Read the entire clip. Could there possibly be a worse spokesperson than this woman? It's incredible that she has this job. Absolutely incredible. Uh, anyway, so 
I don't even know what she said, honestly, <laughs> listening to that clip. It was such blabbering nonsense that she was once again reading. But she was talking about how, um, you know, how sometimes you just have to, uh, you're just going to have to participate in speech you don't believe in. No, it's not true. Now, look, we can talk about how, where this line is drawn, and that is somewhat important. The line for religious speech has always been side people. You side on the side of religion. You side on the side of religion, religious freedom. You side uh, on the side of religious principle. If you are the type of person who believes in something, you never, ever have to state the opposite. Ever, you're never forced to do that. They can try to they can try to persuade you to the opposite opinion, of course, but they can't force you to do it. And the same thing goes with you as an artist. You do not, you're not going to get compelled to do this. Compelled speech is a little bit different. Now, this is the, the situation with this particular case. Just the idea of talking about compelled speech. Can you force someone to uh, produce art that disagrees with their fundamental values? Just that is enough to throw this out of court. When you add on to that the fact that it is a, t- a, a personally held religious belief It's another constitutional clause that also by itself is enough to throw this case out. Both of these things are coming together in an intersection that should, should compel the court to issue a broad ruling that ends this nonsense forever, or at least as long as we're around. They should be gone. These cases shouldn't be in front of the Supreme Court anymore because we shouldn't have had a John Roberts style mealy mouth ruling last time. This should be a strong and broad ruling that throws all of these cases out forever. We have to we might have to come up with a real realization here. Sometimes the country we live in sort of sucks. Sometimes things happen in it that piss us off. Sometimes we got to sit back and say, gosh, I wish that outcome was different. And you know what? I don't like it. And that's kind of the end of the story. Then you go to another web designer or cupcake maker or uh, non-anti-Semite for your bar mitzvah song. That's how this is supposed to happen. You just go somewhere else. You know who's going to go out of business? Probably the place that is is giving you anti-Semitic bar mitzvah songs. And that's okay. They should go out of business. But it's not up to you to make them say the opposite of their opinion, no matter how abhorrent that opinion is. Even outside of religion, you should never be compelled to say things. Forcing someone to take a stance that is not their own is not something that you can do in this country. The government does not have the power to do it. And the Constitution protects us in multiple ways to make sure that that does not happen. And I think the court will agree and say, hey, this needs to be tossed out. This needs to be uh, over. And we need a broad ruling to say, if someone does something you don't like, go somewhere else. If someone won't sell you a cupcake that you want for your wedding, go somewhere else and get a different cupcake. Sure, there's a line. Of course there is. If, if, the, if the local water company is saying, oh, well, we're just not going to put water to houses for black people. Yeah, that's that's totally on the other side of that line. And the conservative court, the conservative court is going out of their way to make sure that line is incredibly bright. But the, at the end of the day, this has to be tossed out so that these lawsuits don't keep coming and coming and coming, because the punishment is the process here. You wind these poor shop owners through three years of serious legal hassles 
And even when you lose, at the end of the day, the person filing the lawsuit is getting that paid for by an activist organization, and the person on the other side has their business destroyed. This has got to end. It's the holiday season. Yeah. You know, it's time for gift giving. It's time for parties. It's time for running into a bunch of people that you hoped you never saw again after COVID. Uh, it's, it's all that stuff's going on. And you go to the holidays and you want to get the compliments, right? You want to say, hey, everyone's like, hey, you're looking great. You're looking years younger. Well, you know, the answer, of course, is GenuCell. Yeah, GenuCell is the best in skincare. And from now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off at GenuCell.com. Treat yourself or a loved one uh, to the absolute best in skincare in the world. Uh, so what are we talking about here? Forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, uh, bags and puffiness under the eyes, uh, sagging jawline, any of these things that you might have, you can have see them disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. And you might say, eh, really? Really, does Jenny still going to do anything like that? How, how can I possibly be proving that? Well, it's easy. Immediate effects from GenuCell. You can see results in as little as 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Included in every most popular package is your free acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GenuCell.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew. Get 10 bucks or excuse me, 10 percent off your entire order. Uh, every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. It's GenuCell.com, the best in skincare. GenuCell.com slash stew. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash stew. You know, there's a, a certain genre of journalism which I find just delightful. Basically, uh, the mainstream media picks a, a, an organization that is trying to make policy changes and decides to profile them and give them the treatment where they blame every evil in the world on this organization. The latest version of this is from the New York Times. The Texas group waging a national crusade against climate action. The Texas Public Policy Foundation is shaping laws, running influence campaigns, and taking legal action in a bid to promote fossil fuels. I figured we should talk to the guy in the photo because what happens usually when this is going on is that organization is doing some really good things. Let's welcome Jason Isaac to the program. He's a former Texas state representative and the director of Life Powered, a national initiative of the Texas Pol Public Policy Foundation. Jason, thanks for coming on the program. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate you doing it. Can we start before we get to the stuff that you guys are doing? How does a hit piece like this come about? Do you guys get a heads up in advance? Do you know your picture is about to be in The New York Times? Yeah, in this particular case, I'll, I'll praise the author, David Gellis. He contacted me in August uh, this year earlier and, and mentioned that he was going to do some reporting on our efforts. Uh, and I was willing to take the call, let's say, and actually met face to face with him in New York City. Uh, because I know that any hit piece from the New York Times is going to show our supporters around the country the support free markets, the support individual liber liberty and personal responsibility uh, would be able to read between the lines and see how effective we are. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what you take from it. I mean, you, they're, of course, trying to make you out to be this, you know, evil organization who are doing all these terrible things. What you're doing is trying to promote uh, energy uh, that is affordable and, and sort of the basis of our civilization. Uh, and it seems to me that your priorities are aligned with, uh, you know, goals that, that, that help the economy, that help people who might not have a lot of money to spend on uh, fancy solar panels. Can you kind of give us an outline as to what your organization does? 
Sure. We make the connection between access to affordable, reliable energy and human flourishing. And I'll tell you, there's nothing that's lifted people out of poverty around the world like capitalism and fossil fuels. I know that'll make a lot of the New York Times readers that are, well, they're probably not watching your show right now, but it'll make their heads explode if they were. Uh, but that's absolutely true. In the last hundred years, we've seen a greater than 90% reduction of people living in extreme poverty. We've got less than 10% of the global population that are living in extreme poverty today. And in Texas and here in the United States, where we produce energy more responsibly than anywhere else in the face of the earth. We hold the key, we stand over the key. And that key is in the form of fossil fuels and our nuclear energy produced right here in the United States that could lift the rest of the world out of extreme poverty. And what you're kind of doing, I think you, the phrase was even mentioned in the article, the idea of a moral case for fossil fuels. This is a book title from Alex Epstein from a few years back. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. And this is a, a different way of thinking about this, I think. And I think it's a really important way. Energy is not just like, oh, well, we want gas prices to be cheaper. Sure, that's important. We all want that, especially because I have a gas guzzler and I fill it up every 10 seconds, it feels like. But it's bigger than that, right? Like this is directly connected to civilization moving forward, to humans being able to live the lives that they want to live without having their budgets drained. And in extreme cases, especially in winters, being able to keep warm. I mean, this is something that is really, really vitally important for humans to flourish. Yeah, the globalist policies that are pushed by the self-righteous coastal elites that are leading the World Economic Forum to great reset path will really dehumanize the planet. Their fascination with decarbonization and net zero policy is dangerous and deadly. And quite honestly, it's really dumb. It doesn't do anything to mitigate a changing climate, but it does everything to increase the cost of energy. Uh, that's why you're seeing nearly 20% of American families today over the next 12 months will get a disconnect notice from a utility. And cold temperatures are much more extreme and much more dangerous than warm temperatures. So any warming that we're seeing uh, from a changing climate is actually beneficial to mankind. Maybe that's why over the last 100 years, there's been a 99% reduction in deaths from extreme weather-related events. Uh, those kind of facts and math and statistics were left out of the article from the New York Times, but they are exactly that, they're facts. Uh, man is flourishing with access to affordable, reliable energy. One of the things they try to hit you on is they say, OK, you know, they're pushing for uh, expanded drilling and expanded access to fossil fuels and nuclear energy. Sure, they're doing that. But they're also trying to stop projects uh, with wind energy and solar panels and all of this. So they're working. It's not just that they want uh, more energy. They are specifically working for the fossil fuel companies. This is where they get their funding from. How do you react to that? Yeah, it's interesting. Sheldon Whitehouse, the senator uh, there from the northeastern United States, which interestingly enough, the northeastern United States was producing more electricity earlier this year from burning trash than it was from renewables. But we're a free market organization that, that believes in limited government and those free market principles. And you have the government that is so heavily distorting the market that's choosing one form of electric generation over another. And that's why we're seeing this incredible expansion of unreliable variable 
renewable generation, namely from wind and solar, that that takes up thousands of acres of habitat, completely rendering that habitat useless. And you look at the pictures that they put in the New York Times of the Block Island wind farm. If you are actually out looking at those turbines, there's five of them. Only one of them is operational. They're owned by a foreign company called Orsted. Uh, all five of them have oil leaking down the mast. I told the author of the article that that is the next, that's the future EPA Superfund site because the decimation and the destruction that's being caused by this so-called renewable energy. But I do love it when people call me a shill for the fossil fuel industry because we actually advocate for policies that would lower the cost of a barrel of oil lower the cost of energy. And that's contrary to really the best interests of the fossil fuel industry, but it's absolutely beneficial to mankind. And we believe environmental policy should serve mankind and not the other way around. Hmm. So what do you make of, of this attack? I mean, is it just, you know, hey, you know, you're you're over the target if you're taking fire? Is it, do you, is there someone uh, in the media, in the government that is pushing for you to you guys to be at the focus of of this because what this is going to do is ra- raise your profile sure and like you'll you know more people will be aware of your efforts which is is good but also it's going to make you the source of attacks and conspiracy theories and all sorts of stuff from the left i mean there this is intentional this stuff just doesn't happen in the media No, I think they see us as being effective at what it is that we're doing. And I'll tell you, I think one of the most effective things that we've done in the state of Texas was writing the law that ultimately got passed. This is if you're going to boycott fossil fuels, you're no longer welcome to do business with the state of Texas. Uh, And that law was passed last year in Texas. And this year, uh, an incredible coalition that we've worked with has passed it in four additional states. West Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky and Oklahoma have followed the lead of Texas in pushing back against these woke financial institutions namely BlackRock. We've been working with state financial officers from around the country who have to date pulled over $5 billion out of BlackRock managed funds because they are distorting the market. You have this cartel that is likely operating in violation of antitrust laws to direct funding out of American energy producers while they're propping up Chinese companies uh, and dumping American tax dollars and pension dollars into these Chinese companies that could care less about civil labor rights and, and childhood labor, uh, it, 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 much less the environment, uh, to speak of that. So it, it's just mind-blowing to me, but we've been effective at pushing back this woke ESG agenda from financial institutions like BlackRock, Vanguard, uh, and, and others that are heavy investors in American companies that are forcing them to go down paths that they don't need to go down, that are contrary to their best interests, that are contrary to taxpayers and pensioners. Yeah, yeah the ESG thing is, is, a, is a big story. I, I still think we're at the very beginning of people really understanding it. Our own Glenn Beck here has done a lot of work trying to make people aware of it. Can you kind of walk people through the ESG thing, how it's affecting uh, uh, business right now, how it's affecting people's energy access right now, and, and what it could turn into in the future? Yeah, ESG or environmental, social and governance scoring began in the early 2000s. Its previous moniker was social responsible investing or socially responsible investing. But it became a a way and really a marketing tool for financial institutions to uh, tout to the environmental leadership of companies, how they're acting in the environments that they work in, the communities they work in and, and the board governance structure. But it has become a tool over the last few years to weaponize against companies 
companies. And to give you an example, an American company based here in Austin, our own Chuck DeVore did some writing on this, Brigham Mineral Resources, has a lower ESG score than Chinese companies that have known to be using slave and child labor in the production of solar panels, mm. uh, in the mining of coal, in the mining of rare earth elements and other elements that go in the manufacturing and production of solar panels and wind turbines. Uh, so you've got this American company that just owns mineral rights, just has private property that they own, and they have a lower ESG scoring because it's been weaponized against American companies. So it's it's like social credit scoring for businesses. Uh, it's one of these three-letter acronyms that has been plaguing uh, our financial success in this country and really is responsible in part by the increase in the cost of energy because it's driving capital investments out of American energy producers. Over the last six years, we've seen a 90, greater than 90% reduction in private capital that's being invested in American oil and gas companies. Uh, so that is having a big impact on the price of the pump. But want to produce more energy? Can't because they can't get access to capital, namely because they're an American fossil fuel energy producer. We've got about one more minute here. If you look at what's going on in Europe here, obviously the wars is something that's affecting that there. But you, you see that they went down this road, had some bad circumstances around them because of conflict, and now they're pushed to the brink of, you know, of survival. Uh, we're, is that the type of thing we can look for here in the U.S. if we keep going down this road? If we keep going down this road, absolutely. It's going to be a miserable winter this winter and next winter, and freezing deaths are going to continue. And I say continue to be on the rise here in the United States and around Europe. Sri Lanka is the perfect example. Fortunately, they live in a mild climate, but their former president adopted net zero policies, enforced and banned the use and importation of nitrogen-based fertilizers. Food production went down 40% in one year, and food cost increased 80%. Decarbonization is dangerous and deadly, uh, and it's it's spreading across Europe like crazy. Germany taking down windmills to get to the coal underneath because they recognize they need affordable, reliable, and dense energy, and the wind isn't blowing uh, enough, but the coal underneath their land is good, affordable, reliable energy. And if they utilize the pollution control technology like we do here in the United States, they'll be world leaders in clean air like we are. They'll also continue to be world leaders in access to clean and safe drinking water like we are here in the United States and hopefully leaders in human flourishing. But if we continue down this path, that won't be the case. And quite honestly, it will be, continue to be dangerous and deadly. Mm. Jason Isaac, former Texas state representative, the director of Life Powered, a national initiative of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Uh, Jason, if people want to get involved with what you guys are doing and support your efforts, where do they go? I'd encourage you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, search Life Powered, but go to lifepowered.org or texaspolicy.com to learn more about the great work of the Texas Public Policy Foundation and how we're impacting policy, not only here in the state of Texas, but across the country. All right. Thanks so much for coming on the program. Appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You know, whether you're buying or selling a home, uh, you know it's just a tough thing to do, no matter what the market's like. It's been up and down lately, but it's, it's very, very difficult to go through that process if you don't have somebody on your team that knows what they're doing. And that's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to find the best agent in your town, you need to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't go to your friend. Don't go to your friend's friend's friend. Don't go to you know, the person that you see on the ad on the bench. Uh, in your town where the bus, uh, you know, where some homeless person is sleeping on it. Uh, you don't, 
you don't need to wait for a homeless person to move to get the phone number for a real estate agent. You could just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the best agent that's been screened, that has the best results in your area, and knows what they're talking about, understands the market, understands the area, understands all the details. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now and get the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, we've been doing the show for about three years now. And toward the beginning of the run, we decided, hey, it would be fun if we did like an old school power hour. And we had a big panel up here. And we did one shot of beer per minute for an hour. And then we attempted to talk politics like lunatics uh, for your enjoyment. And this was in the middle of like COVID. So everyone was at home. No one could see each other. It was, it was the only fun thing anyone did in 2020. So I thought it would be a great idea. And then you guys screwed me over by watching it and really enjoying it and asking for more of them. So now we're on, I don't know, what is this, number five or number six? I can tell you my body can't really take it that much longer. So enjoy it while it lasts because this Friday, December 9th, is the 2022 Stu Does America Christmas Party Power Hour. We're having a live studio audience here to join in on the fun. It's going to be a blast. If you have time to fit it into your plans, tickets are free. Go to StuDoesPowerHour.com to sign up. You just drop in your email address and they'll contact you with the, uh, all the info. Now, you're probably asking Stu, who is crazy enough to take a shot of beer with you every minute for a full hour? Well, I'll tell you exactly who. First of all, we'll be hitting the glasses with the one, the only, returning and self-proclaimed defending champion, Jason Buttrell. I don't know how he's uh, a defending champion. No one's ever really explained that. And also, we don't know why he's always wearing tank tops. But we hope the tank top will be busted out for your enjoyment on Friday. Also, joining us for the first time is Power Hour virgin Josh Jennings. Now, Josh, he's not actually... A power hour virgin. He's a panelist virgin. He was actually on the last power hour giving you an inspired national anthem performance. Yes, he was here last time, and maybe he'll do that again for us this time. And of course, we'll need our wild card, Alex Stein. Now, he doesn't even drink alcohol, but he's way more drunk, even without the alcohol, than anybody I've ever met. Uh, he found a way around it last time, the alcohol stuff, by just doing shots of hot sauce. So that did not go well for him. And I would imagine several different ways, although I'm not going to ask him about it. Um, that, maybe it was that a one-time thing. We will see. We'll see how he tops himself this time. And finally, returning to steer the whole crazy drunken ship is our own Sarah Gonzalez, who will be sipping red wine in a classy way and probably taking more hard liquor shots than all of us combined in a classy way. As many of you heard as well on yesterday's program, Chad Prather, unfortunately, will not be joining us. It's the first one he's missed, but he will be here in spirit and in the form of a backstage vomit stain that probably is still sitting back there somewhere. So there you have it. 2022 Studios America Christmas Party Power Hour. It's going to be a blast. We'll have a live studio audience. It can be you. I think the deadline is tonight. StudosPowerHour.com. Give us your info, and we'll do our best to make a spot for you. We are right near capacity. We're going to stop taking requests from the audience 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. So get it in right now if you want to maybe show up. It would be a blast to have you here, and we'll have a great time. And for those of you watching at home, uh, you can actually check out all the action immediately after this Stupid show. The Friday show will air as normal. And then on Studios America YouTube channel, you will see the, uh, the, the whole happy hour, power hour craziness. Parental discretion is advised, uh, not for the kids. So wish us luck, pray for our organs, and may God have mercy on our souls. There's no better way to spread holiday cheer than upgrading your style. 
If you're not familiar with Vincero yet, uh, let me tell you about them. They make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. Other premium handcrafted watches don't fit the everyday budget. But with Vincero, you can hone a high-quality, lasting timepiece without going broke. So if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift, either you know a gift for you or for someone that you love, get 20% off and get free shipping when you uh, order using the exclusive code STU. Vincero designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches, which means they're committed to doing things well or not doing them at all. They're a lifestyle brand out of San Diego. They make high-quality and affordable sunglasses as well, jewelry, a whole bunch of stuff. So don't wait, or it'll be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with the code STU at VinceroCollective.com. You can support the show and check them out at V-I-N-C-E-R-O Collective.com. Use the code STU and save. Look good, feel good, save big this holiday season with Vincero. It's VinceroCollective.com. There's this, uh, you know those halftime contests of sporting events? They had one the other day, and I think it was Dr. Pepper was doing it. And the, there's some contest where they had to throw a ball, and I think maybe it was football, and they had to throw a ball to hit targets or something. And they had two people going up, and whoever won the contest won $100,000 to pay off their college debt. And what happened was they tied. And in the rules, I guess there was some preliminary round that they threw back to. And they said, okay, well, that person won the preliminary round. So they get the money. Congratulations. And everyone was like, wait, wait a minute. They tied. What's going on? Big complaint, big uproar. And Dr. Pepper eventually just says, okay, we'll just give it to both of you. I tell you that story because <laughs> this thing is playing out all across the country right now. Uh, millions of people were told they were going to have their student debt relief canceled. And of course, it was never going to happen. The Democrats knew it was never going to happen. Now a new group uh, of Americans, 9 million more Americans, were now wrongly told they were approved for student debt forgiveness. And of course, they weren't. Now, this has nothing to do with the court case that will eventually throw out the entire program completely, obviously, as everyone knows is going to happen. But that's right around the corner. So... Sorry, kids, uh, you, you lose. Dr. Pepper's not stepping in for all 9 million of you. That's not going to be a thing. By the way, um, there's a new poll out from Axios talking about uh, whether people are worried about COVID for the holidays. And the answer is eh, not, not really. Um, the, the federal government should continue funding prevention measures. People still believe that, 69%. Do public health officials lie? Do they lie about how effective COVID-19 vaccines and masks are? Almost half of Americans believe the answer to that is yes. Has America already spent enough fighting COVID and it's time to stop and move on? 44% of Americans and Dr. Fauci should be investigated for his role in the COVID-19 response, 39%. A couple things to take from that poll. Number one, it's still a partisan issue. Uh, complaints about where, you know, our position here, it's really only the right who believes a lot of those things. And number two, I'm so done with COVID, I don't even want to do the stories anymore about it. So we're going to try to do as few of those as possible moving forward. Even after the overturn of Roe versus Wade, abortion is still a huge problem in America. We talked about the Supreme Court earlier in the program, and you know they can't solve all your problems. In fact, even if they made it illegal everywhere, people would still find a way to get abortions. The only way to really stop it uh, is to convince people, is to make people change their mind. And that's what preborn does. They introduce mothers to their unborn ch children through ultrasound. Once they hear the heartbeat, about 80% of them choose life. How important is that? 
But Preborn doesn't stop there. They love and support these mothers with maternity clothes, diapers, counseling, and so much more for up to two years. Preborn is completely dependent on you, the pro-life community, as they fight these giants on the other side. For just 28 bucks, you can rescue a baby's life. Plus, they have a match going on right now, so your gift will be doubled. 100% of your donation will go towards saving babies. Our goal is to save 50,000 Blaze babies this year. Please join us. It's such an important cause. These people are so great. They're doing such important work. All you have to do is go, go on your cell phone, dial pound 250. You can shut me up right now. If you're watching on the phone, turn me off. Go dial pound 250 and then use the keyword baby. Pound 250. The keyword is baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash stew. Preborn.com slash stew. This is it. This is your last chance to come to Power Hour. We're cutting the deadline uh, tonight uh, if you want to join us in studio. The tickets are free. StuDoesPowerHour.com. Uh, the requests uh, from, from you uh, will not be accepted after 10 p.m. Eastern. In fact, if you try it, you will be punished. Uh, I believe Jason Buttrell will spank you. So you don't want that to happen. Go to StuDoesPowerHour.com. Join us in studio or just watch us on the Internet. We love that as well, which is YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. That's happening Friday. We will see you then. StuDoesPowerHour.com.